You are Locked On Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. And let's dive into today's just some baseball news as we just scramble for anything. I'll tell you what, it is a lot easier to cover the NBA than it is to cover baseball because baseball is just so slow turning in the offseason. It used to be the hot stove. It used to be so cool. It used to be so fun. But now it's just like everyone has to wait out their deals and drag out their deals. And there's not even any winter meetings this year to look forward to because they've been canceled because of COVID. And it's just it's just a bit of a mess right now for baseball. I mean, do you really want to talk about um Something that has nothing to do with the Royals, but if you want to talk about something that has to do with the Royals, then we talk about the same thing every now and anyway, every, every single day. And that is the fact that this team is not very good. And should they rebuild or should they call up all the young guys and try to go for it? What should they try to do? And we've had that conversation plenty. So let's talk about this division. And the Cleveland Baseball Club is trying to trade Francisco Lindor. And the Mets, who have a brand new owner and an owner that was very impressive. Uh, by the way, in his in his opening press conference, uh, but saying all the right things, and it's easy to say the right things. So I'm sure that Met fans are going to want to grade that out throughout his tenure. Uh, but he did say all the right things, such as, uh, "Well, you know, uh, we want to win a World Series, and and uh, you know, uh, we want to win a World Series in two to three years. Anything less than that would be a disappointment, or, or however many however many time frames that uh, that he gave himself." So the Cleveland baseball team trying to trying to uh, trade Francisco Lindor to the Mets or the Yankees. It's interesting. Uh, obviously, gets one of the best players out of this division. I mean, if you if you rank AL Central players, he's right up there at number one. Maybe behind uh, Jose Abreu, who is the AL MVP this year. Maybe behind him. I mean, anytime that you have an MVP winner in your division, but still, he's right up there. And so, getting him out of this division would be good. A division that is, you know. There's not a lot of lineups that scare you in this division, really. I mean, it's mainly uh, what was Cleveland's lineup and has now have been deteriorated, and now it's the White Sox lineup. That's just so scary. I mean, it's just it is so scary that 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 White Sox lineup. I mean, and now they have officially the AL MVP Jose Abreu uh, got 21 of 30 first place votes. Good for him. You know, good for him, Jose Abreu. I always saw the potential in him. I think everyone that watched the White Sox did. And of course, if you're a Royals fan, you've seen the White Sox over and over and over again throughout his career. But wow, to finally put it together and win the MVP is awesome. And I know it was a, I know it was a 60 game season. I know, but still it's pretty awesome that, that he finally kind of took what we've seen him do in Kansas city, you know, just from afar in this division and put it all together for MVP season. That's pretty cool. So good for him. But trading Lindor is obviously great for Kansas city Kansas City's not going to make a play for Lindor, but still, it's great to just get him out of this division. So go to the New York Mets, go to the New York Yankees, go somewhere else with Lindor. He's a great player. I cannot wait for root for, root for him whenever he's not terrorizing the Royals. Now, former Royals 
reliever, Kevin McCarthy, who opted for free agency, has now signed with the Boston Red Sox. And it's a minor league contract. Uh, He's going to get paid $825,000 this year. Good for him. Played the past five seasons with Kansas City. Now, I have made my opinions of Kevin McCarthy known. I think that he did not get a, a, a good shake in Kansas City. He never really got put in the best opportunities and the best situations in Kansas City. I think he still has a lot of potential. And I think that, you know, for Boston, who also needs a ton of bullpen help, he can step in there, prove his way onto that team on a minor league contract, and then be a steal of the offseason. That's the kind of potential I still think that Kevin McCarthy has. So that's good for Boston. Uh, for Kansas City, you had a really good bullpen this year. And you still have pitching prospects coming up. So losing Kevin McCarthy is not the end of the world. And you expected to lose Kevin McCarthy once he opted out of free agency because the money was not the issue, obviously, as you see him sign a minor league contract right now. Um, the Angels signed, uh, Angels hired and signed a new GM. It was not one of the men from Kansas City who were in the running. So, you know, Kansas City keeps both Pedro Rafal on staff and they keep all of their in-house options uh, for other teams who wanted to improve their GM spot. So, Jose Abreu, again, is your MVP. And then also, McCarthy's in Boston and Lindor is on his way out. Now, I still think that the writers and voters have gotten the MVP conversation right so far and the award conversation right so far. Again, I would go Freddie Freeman in the NL side of things. I have not seen the NL uh, the NL vote yet or the NL winner yet, but I, I would go uh, Freddie Freeman on the NL side of things. So if the voters do go that way, I still agree with them. If not, well, we have our first disagreement. Uh, but again, the only thing I really had a problem with was just Nicky Lopez not winning the uh, second base gold glove award winner. Now, I do want to tell you about our good friends over at Built Bar because Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com right this second. Unless you're driving. If you're driving, give it some time. If you're driving, don't pull a La Russa. Don't be reckless. Just wait till you get to your destination. Or if you really want one right now, pull over to the side of the road and order it. But still, if you're driving, that's okay. If you're not driving, then go right now to BuiltBar.com. And when you get to BuiltBar.com, what I want you to do is pick up a box of Built Bars. Now, what are Built Bars? Built Bars, glad you asked, are a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Literally, just like a candy bar. I'm not kidding you. They are covered in 100% real chocolate. They're soft and they're easy to chew. They are phenomenal. Great. Fantastic. Amazing pill bars that taste like a candy bar, even though they're a protein bar. They're great for the health conscious guy or girl, lose or maintaining weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Built bars are low calorie, they are low sugar, they are high protein, they are high fiber, they are even great for the keto diet. So get yourself some built bars today. Today, go right now. Get built bars. They have six brand new flavors caramel brownie, cooks and cream. Cherry Barcia, lemon on cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple, almond, crisp. You need to try out that cookies and cream because one thing I can absolutely say for Bill Bar. Number one, they taste like a candy bar. Number two, unlike other protein bars, they do not leave that terrible chalky aftertaste in your mouth. So if you've gotten in the protein game before and you've tried out protein bars before and you just didn't like them, you know, they're, they're awkward to chew. They are just 
chalky and it feels like you just guts with powder. I get that. Been there before, but not with Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar does not have that weird aftertaste and they do taste like a candy bar. And the other thing I can see for Bilt Bar is that their flavors truly are their flavors. There's a lot of times where you go get something that's branded as cookies and cream and it tastes nothing like that. Not the case with Bilt Bars. You know, every flavor I've had of Bilt Bar, and I've had them all, tastes exactly like what they're portraying. My favorite has to be the banana bread of the original flavors, of the 12 original flavors. My favorite of the new flavors has to be the cookies and cream. Cookies and cream is phenomenal. You can use these Bilt Bars pre-workout. You can use these Bilt Bars post-workout. You can even use them. I'm not kidding you. You can even use them as a meal replacement. That is how good they are. They can replace an entire meal for you. And they're that good. They're also that filling. It's amazing. So if you want to get your hands on Bilt Bars today, go get you a box at BiltBar.com. I want you to go to BiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get 20% off your next order. When you use promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get 20% off your next order at BiltBar.com. Go there today and get yourself a box. And we're back on the Locked On Royals podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. That is at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. So on the AL MVP voting, uh, Shane Bieber finishes just one vote ahead of Mike Trout for fourth place. He also won the Cy Young Awards. That's a, a heck of a season for him. Uh, Mike Trout's lowest finish, I believe. Uh, is is fifth, so heck of a career for him, for Mike Trout. That is awesome. Uh, but Tim Anderson finished seventh in the MVP voting, and, and that's kind of how that all broke down right there. So this will be fun to see how this all goes down and, and how this all transpires as we get into the NL voting for the MVP. But again, credit to Jose Abreu, uh, who has been phenomenal throughout his career. So I do want to talk now about what I think will be the first big move made this offseason. I think that the first big move that gets made is the Yankees just being like, okay, you know what? I talked about this yesterday. We're going to just trade Gary Sanchez. They're quote-unquote listening, willing to listen to reports. I think that you know, in the next month or so, he'll be traded. I hope I'm wrong because I, I do like Gary Sanchez in New York. I get it. He's had two bad seasons in, in 19 and 20. But I, I do like him in New York. I do still think that he has more to prove. I mean, he was in the MVP conversation in 2017. He was an all-star in 2019. But I just, I, I don't think that the Yankees want to wait around for this after the abysmal season he had this year. I just don't. And I think that it's unfair to really judge him on a 60-game season, though. So I think that the Yankees really should hold on to him. I hope I'm wrong. But I think that the Yankees are going to get that itch. They're going to get that itch to want to improve. Uh, they haven't quite finished what they wanted to. They want to finish as a Cy Young. Not Cy Young. I'm sorry. They want to finish as a World Series team. And they've spent all this money to. And they just have not gotten there yet. And they haven't been able to, to pull that off yet. So... I think that he'll get traded between now and a month from this point. And so I, I do wonder when we first see our, our free agents fall, right? Because there are some interesting things out there like Jackie Bradley Jr. possibly joining the Astros, like George Springer. And where would he go? Could you see, not Josh Springer, did I say Josh Springer? George Springer 
And where would he go? I believe that there was like some sort of report that maybe he could go to Washington. And good Lord, that Washington outfield just be incredible if they added Springer. Are you kidding me? That'd be awesome. And I desperately want to see where JT Rimuto goes and what is his contract looking like for a catcher. Because catchers are in a weird spot where there's not a lot of good ones. So whenever you identify a good one, which everyone identifies um, JT as, don't you have to pay a premium, you'd assume? So I just want to know you know, those two things for sure. I'm interested. I am very interested. Now, the Mayhew did decline his player option. That was expected. We'll see if he ends back in New York or not. But that'd be a big blow to their lineup as he was in the MVP race as well. The Mayhew was. Um, I think that actually I gave him the MVP and now I think about it in the preview show. But So maybe we disagree there with Abreu, but I'm not, I'm not overly upset that they picked Abreu over him. So I am very interested, though, in the top 50 free agents. Obviously, Kansas City will not be in play for any of them, but it'll be interesting to follow those, just a, a normal baseball fan uh, seeing what all goes down there. And, I mean, Trevor Bauer, who just won the Cy Young, is also a free agent, so it'll be fun. Uh, it'll be really, really, really fun. Ozuna also is in the mix for Washington, so maybe they can still improve that outfield, which doesn't really need that much improving. So, I mean, that would be an amazing outfield and maybe the best outfield in baseball if they get Ozuna or if they get Springer or if they get someone of that elk. That, that would be awesome. Um, so maybe, maybe we'll see. I mean, free agency, I hope, will start soon and start to heat up soon. Again, it's 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 just it's such a stark difference in covering the NBA and covering baseball to where the NBA is just like things are flying off the shelves and things are happening like immediately. And with baseball, it's like, eh, maybe they'll sign by spring training. Maybe they won't. Who knows? Maybe maybe we'll start next season and maybe we won't. Uh, who, who, who really knows? It's like, okay, well, that, that takes all the fun out of this. That takes all the fun out of the transaction. Uh, but still, you'll never know. I did want to give baseball credit, though, for the like amazing news dump. Like, in the midst of all that happened last Friday, to come up and be like, okay, you know what? By the way, Alex Cora is back with the Red Sox. Uh, also, Justin Justin Turner is not going to get punished. And also, La Russa has a DUI. Like, to get all of that out there in the ensuing moments from what happened last Friday in America, to dump all that out there and try to avoid all the backlash was pretty cool. I, for a sport that has not managed their PR very well, it was pretty cool to watch them get all that in. I mean, some of you didn't even know that about about Justin Turner. He's not going to get punished at all. As officially, he will not get punished, even though he did cause a minor spread for the Los Angeles Dodgers because eight other people did test positive after that incident. So it's like, okay, you've had a lot of bad PR this year, but at least you were able to master the news dump last Friday and get all that info in there. Alex Cora, by the way, what are we doing? I mean, we can talk about this Monday, but what are we doing? It's a Chiefs bye week, by the way, so enjoy your football Sunday without having to worry about the Chiefs who almost lost to the Panthers. But, you know, things like that happen. I remember, I'm old enough to remember last year whenever they lost to the to the Titans and everything was falling apart. So, who knows? But still, amazing job by baseball to have that news dump. That was great. That was phenomenal. Alex Cora, though, what are we doing? I do not get why they just didn't agree to a suspension and just suspended him, waited out the year, and then, act- and then activated him again just like a player. I don't get why you fired him. But anyway, be good and be good to another.